Well, good morning, everybody, and it's great to be here for me, and I hope it is for you as well. Been so good so far, hasn't it? And uh, I just have got to get this off of my chest. Uh, I don't think there could be anybody in this whole congregation more excited about the leadership and the ministry of Pastor Joel Gorvett than I am. I can't imagine. And I'm just so thankful for his abilities, his, his capability, his caliber uh, of character. And I'll tell you, we've got a lot to be very thankful for. And I know you are. I sense that you are. I was asked to preach by Pastor Joel some time ago, and I wasn't sure where I should head. But as soon as I knew that Krista was going to be giving this testimony, wanted to give this testimony, I knew right where I should go biblically. First of all, I would like to say about that testimony, much of that had to be left out because it wouldn't be appropriate in a place like this because there are some pretty unbelievable, gruesome details. But thank God for His power to deliver. And, uh, and that is what we are thankful for. And I want to point out a passage of Scripture where there is evidence and helps us to understand better that power in the third chapter of Mark. And we see where it says, and he entered, meaning Jesus, into the synagogue. Now, we, it's good for us to understand the setting. Into the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely. Now, these are the Pharisees and the legalists who are very critical of Jesus. They watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And then later on, says they might destroy him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. You know, when I stop and think about that, I'm scared that poor guy half to death in front of that crowd to have to step forward as Jesus asked him to do. If you put yourself in his shoes. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and the hand was restored as whole as the other. And then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with Herodians against him how they might destroy him. This message today, as we've just heard in the testimony, is all about Christ's ability in the midst of our disabilities. And I expect there are many here today that would confess, yes, I have a disability in my life. I have something that causes inability in my relationship with the Lord. In here, in this scripture, it's about the physical. But what he is able to do physically, he's able to do spiritually, mentally, and he can do it for anybody and everybody in this place today. What he did physically, he's ready, willing, wanting, and able to do spiritually with any disability that anybody in this place has that might hinder you in any way from surrendering everything to God and being everything that God wants you to be. 
And so there may be something in your life that you're afraid that you just cannot do. You may be tried. You maybe can't get a handle on it. That disability continues to hold you back. And you have nothing against Christ. You have nothing against Christianity. But it may be you have a fear that you will fail. And so because you are fearful of failure, you don't step forward and you don't reach out for him to heal that disability, whatever it may be. And I I respect that totally, even though there really isn't a good reason for it. There really isn't. When we think of a loving Christ who's ready and willing and wanting to help every one of us. But there's some great hidden truths in this story that we want to bring, bring to bring forward as we see Christ in that synagogue and with the pressures of all these critics. What did he see? What did Jesus see when he looked around? Did he see the richest person? Did he want to reach out and connect with that person? The most educated, the most influential, the best dressed, the most well-adjusted? No. Here's what he did. He looked around for the person with the greatest need, with the greatest disability. And we have a Jesus that is here today, scanning this audience just as though he were here in person. And he's looking for you. If you have a hindrance, a disability, spiritually, mentally, whatever it may be, that might be keeping you from being all that you know you want to be and all that you know you really should be, but you just are afraid that there's not much can be done about your disability. Maybe you've tried. You know what he's looking for? He's looking around in this crowd for the Christas, the Christa Greens that may be here today or anybody with any kind of a hindrance that might keep you from experiencing his best. He's always looking for the person with the greatest need, the greatest inability. So I ask you, what might be paralyzing you in any way? What might be holding you back in any way? You're probably thinking about it right now that might be keeping you from God's best in your life. Listen, you're the person that he's after here today to help you. Do you believe that? He's here today to help you with whatever that may be. It was so, now listen, when you stop and think about it, it was so important to him that he did not let anything interfere with his focus on this man with a great need. I mean, I got thinking about it. If I'd been in that situation, I would have been so distracted by these haters and these people maybe who would want to kill me or destroy me or, or even their whole attitude, their negative, hateful attitude, that it would have been hard for me to focus on this man's need with compassion, but not Jesus. It was so, now that just tells us how important any of our needs may be To him, it supersedes everything else. There's nothing that's going to distract him in any way from meeting that need if we want that need to be met. So there's three things I want you to notice. First of all, the request here from Jesus. Then I want you to notice the response of this man. And then I want you to notice the result that came from that response. You know, they could have said, is Christ 
making a fool out of this guy? Is he embarrassing this guy by asking him to stretch forth that hand to be healed? And with this guy, I expect when Jesus did that, there were all kinds of things that flashed through his mind. You know, they talk about when a plane is going down or people are facing imminent death. Their whole life is before them. Well, I expect this was true of this man. There's all kinds of things that could have gone through his mind. Now, doubt said, I can't. And that's what doubt keeps saying to a lot of us. It hinders us, holds us back. But faith and obedience said, I will. And when we have an I will, there are powerful forces, supernatural forces that really, truly, when we have a total I will, supernatural forces from Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the blood and the power of the resurrection, power, prayer, power, power, power. There are supernatural forces that come into play that can perform the miracle that needs to be performed. Christ is ready, willing, and wanting to get to the heart of any disability that any of us may have. But people, yes, indeed, people are often kept from total victory by maybe just one thing. It could be just one thing that they've never allowed Jesus to deal with that's keeping them from the great victory that he is ready to give them and to turn that disability into great ability for his glory. He said there's one thing, one time he said, that you lack. And there may just be one thing that needs to be dealt with. And perhaps the Holy Spirit is pointing out that one thing right now. He wants to deal with that thing that is the most difficult thing in your life. That thing that is holding you back. That habit, you can abandon it now if we step out in faith. That one thing that this man could not do. Now you just stop and think about this. He could not do that. He was being asked to do something that he could not do. He had a withered hand that could not turn into a whole hand, but he did what he could not do by doing what Jesus asked him to do, and the rest is history. He was, he was healed. Now, you say, I have no willpower, and most of us don't have all the willpower that ideally it would be good to have. I have no willpower. But the secret is to say, I will to his power. That is what is going to turn that disability into ability. So his, we see his response. It was a response of unbelievable, total, immediate obedience. Not someday when everything gets different, but right now. He had a conviction. <laughs> there was no question he had a withered hand. There's no doubt about that. And you probably have a conviction here today if you have a need that there is something that needs to be done about that need. And he was brought face to face with the impossible in his life. But he saw something, I think, in the eyes of Jesus, just looking at Jesus, that convinced him that could, the miracle could happen. And he responded... He did what he could not do by obedience and faith. And that is really what it takes. So I say to you today, do you see yourself paralyzed in some way? 
because of one problem or a habit or something that is in your life. I mean, when you stop and think about that transformation in Christ's life, God can do it for anybody. Remember this. What Christ did, he's still doing. Aren't you glad for that? What he did, he's still doing today. But here's an interesting statement I want to make. Neither conviction or confidence in Christ's ability will bring healing and help. Now, you would probably immediately want to disagree with that. But let me go on and say why I say that. It is only when we obey his command as an act of our will, surrender to his power, will it ever happen. That's when it happens. When we step forward, when we say yes, and then we can see God's ability and miraculous power at work in our lives. So what was the result of his response and his obedience? What was the result of saying yes to the command of Christ? Well, the result was, and here it is, and here's what it can be for every one of us in this place here this morning. There can be a change from weakness to power, from uselessness to usefulness, from inability to total ability. Hallelujah. And that is the Christ that we are serving and the Christ that wants to be as effective today as he was in that day in regard to that man with that withered hand. So I ask again, how many are here today? You've allowed something maybe somebody, to keep you in a place of disability as it relates to all that you know you could be and should be. When you could be in a place of freedom, victory, and total ability, he is ready and willing to change your I can't into I can no matter what it is. I'm telling you, I, I, could, I could wax eloquent for a long time on that, but I'm going to try to cut this short. When I was a kid, I was the most bashful person alive. I could not speak in public. I just could not do it. I was paralyzed. I really, you talk about paralyzed. I was paralyzed to communicate in public. I was, that was such a fearful thing to me. And I remember it was the first time I was asked to preach at a gathering. We went up to the, uh, the office off from the platform of the church, and there were three or four people there, and we all knelt down to pray before the service began. Everybody prayed except me. I couldn't. I, I couldn't get a word up. I was so petrified. I was so scared. I was so paralyzed. I couldn't, and I, was, I didn't know what in the world I was ever going to do. I really, but I was, I was called to ministry. I knew that's what I had to do. And I said yes to what I could not do. Didn't have the giftedness or the capability whatsoever. Partway through that service, something came over me, came over that service. And when I got up there to preach, I'll tell you, I preached like a house of fire. And I went out thinking I was a new Billy Graham. Uh, but it was the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of a loving Christ, 
What he calls us to do, what he expects us to do, what he wants us to do, he will give us the power to do it. Hallelujah. And he's ready to do that for anybody in this place today. Connecting with his power. He did not come to give direction how to use that other hand in a more effective way so it could compensate for the hand that he could not use, but he came by his power to make that hand that was withered totally useful so that it was just as good as the other hand. So what is the truth that there may be there for us? Now that the hand was healed and he's never been able to use it before, and it was such a new thing. Was he going to wrap that hand in bandages so that he could protect it, so it would never get withered again? And he would just be as unable as ever before. He would just be lacking in abilities he ever was, just because he wanted to protect that hand? No. You use it or you lose it. And in our relationship with the Lord, when we commit and his power takes care of us, we step forward like this man did. We say yes to whatever God wants to deal with in our lives. Then there is a way that that hand can continue to be useful, and you can continue to go forward without that disability, without that habit, without that hindrance, but there's some action that will need to take place. We all need accountability. Nothing ever gets accomplished without accountability. And we all have to have accountability. How do we get accountability? But what Krista said, by being in the house of the Lord, this is something that we need to do on a regular basis. That helps us to keep that hand alive and keep that hand spiritually working. We need to get in a small group of some kind uh, to help us to be nurtured and helped in our journey. We need to be, if needs be, in uh, celebrate recovery, which many, many people are, uh, to make sure that they are still able, they continue to exercise that. We need to all have a part. Now listen to this. Once we have seen God's power work in our lives, we need to exercise what he has given us so that we can have some part in some way helping other people in their journey and helping other people spiritually and helping other people who do not know Christ come to know Christ. And that will keep that hand exercised and that will keep that disability from ever popping up again so that there will be total ability and even greater ability. So he gives the power to heal the disability. So with that new ability, then we use it for his glory. And that is so critical as far as a follow-up of any decision we make to ask God by his power to meet the need that there may be in our life. So there is some possibility today that there may be some people under the sound of my voice right now who once had that ability. That disability, whatever it was that you had, was turned into ability and you were free and you went forward and God used you, but then you backed off and perhaps you became somewhat paralyzed again so that you were not as effective as you know that God would have you to be. And maybe you've been totally stagnated in your excitement about God's power in your life because of not following through and not being what he would have you to be. So when he tells you and I to do it, 
you can be sure he will always give us the power to do it. I don't, isn't it wonderful to know that? I mean, you just think of this. I mean, let me drive this home. This is just a little illustration. That's all it is, just a little illustration. But here was this kid, 18 years old, that was probably had the mind of somebody 14. I'm talking about myself. And, and, and just didn't have any capabilities on his own. But I knew I was called, and I knew I had to step forward. And I stepped forward, and there was that power that met the need. And God gave me what I needed to have in order to do what he had asked me to do. And so as we respond, we can find that same power here today as we yield our all to him. So when he tells you to do it, he'll always give you the power to do it. And I would say and ask, is there anything in your life today that might be somewhat of a hindrance or maybe a great hindrance that's spoiling you from being at your best? Maybe there's, I, I expect with some people, there might be something that's been a disability for too long and you hate it. You don't like it. You despise it. You wish it could be in the past. It can be. It can be. As we do what this man did, step forward and experience his power. Sometimes we feel like that disability is our master. And sometimes so much so that it's useless to try. That's what the devil would make us think. It's useless to try. Why bother? You've tried before and it hasn't worked. And he'd like to say that to you this morning to keep you from experiencing God's blessing, best in your life. But the idea was for this man, he got his eyes off of that withered hand. He got his eyes off of that disability. And he got his eyes on the Jesus that had all power to turn that disability into great ability. And that's what he's here for this morning. So the key, the key to knowing the will of God and be able to do the will of God is the willingness to do the will of God. That's how you'll know it. That's how you experience it, by just saying yes to his plan and his purpose and his will. And then you will be able to do what you didn't think you could do, and you can say yes to his power. Now, we're going to close this service, and I think it would be good to make this a tangible thing this morning, not just a vague thing, but something very tangible. And there's probably just about everybody here has something that is an inability that you wish were turned into ability by the power of God. But there may be some that have had something that's holding you back in a big way. We're going to have a prayer team come up here as we sing. And as we sing, if you would like prayer for that disability that you may be dealing with, and you want to see the power of God demonstrated in your heart and in your life to, to help you with that disability so that you can go forward in freedom and joy and victory and power. Jesus is just as ready here this morning to do that as he was for that man back there 2,000 years ago. Isn't that wonderful to know? So let's stand, and as we do and as we sing, 
and God is speaking to your heart, we'll have the prayer team come forward right now, and you come forward, and we'll pray with you. And I'm going to be down here, too, to pray with you if you'd like.